Hey out there, everybody, and welcome to the Caffeination Podcast. We're doing the live to hard drive. This is video style. It's going to be kind of interesting to see if this actually functions or if it just ends up being a huge waste of uh, taxpayer dollars, as the case may be. We are having a fun time down here in the Caffeination layer. I am Paul. This is Steve. And you're listening to and sort of watching the Caffeination Podcast. Uh, everything is uh, listed and uh, lined up over at www.caffination.com. That's where all of the fun bits of uh, gooey caffeine culture and uh, the yummy and warm morsels of technology news all live. So we're trying different taglines out, see how that kind of fits you. See, see exactly if you think that's a, that's a good fit for the, for the show or not. But we have a lot of fun stuff to talk to you about today. This is the Caffeination 521, 521st episode here in the uh, long and storied line of the uh, Caffeination podcast. We have a ton of... Uh, Technical issues that have happened throughout the uh, different episodes, and this is uh, no different than any of the <laughs> other ones. So uh, we're going to dive right on into the fun and uh, interesting stuff. We have the live chat room, so if you are available roughly at 9.30, although I think we started pretty close to being on time this time. Yeah, close. Close, but no cigar. We got Norb. All right. Hey, how's it going, everybody? All right, so uh, close, but uh, no cigar on the actual uh, start time working out. But hey, you know what? We're, we're getting there. So tonight's show, we're actually doing a new thing. We're going to be creaming everything down and uh, serving just the skimmed stuff off the top. Because we've noticed that the uh, the longer the episode ran, the more fun that we had sometimes, but the less and less people enjoyed it after the fact. So we want to make sure that we give you the best possible product. So hence you go, here you are, and uh, let's get this show on the road. If you have any comments, feedback, suggestion, fire them off to caffeination at gmail.com. And if you have any uh, voicemails or anything else you'd like us to include, please feel Feel free to dial at 215-240-1319. Everything else is listed over at the homepage, which we already talked about, so we're not going to waste the seconds talking about it now. No. 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 Ain't going to do it. No, sir. I didn't want to All right. So, ain't going to do it. So, uh... (laughs) So yeah, it's kind of a punchy punchy little episode here tonight. We'll we'll see how this all works out. Um, Trimming the fat and cooking with gas. That's what the tagline says, my friend. You ready? That's good. Are we? Are we? Are we? Uh, are we rocking? Are, are we gas or electric around here? We're a little bit of both. I, I think. I think we have propane and propane accessories to make this work. Thanks, Hank. So- <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we have a little rundown as the normal show. We have Geek Cruff, Steve's World, Food and Caffeinated Bits, and then the final thought, which is a new segment that I'm deep debuting here because, frankly, there's no other place to actually show the content that I found that we ha- I have to share. Did you actually get a chance to view this video? Not yet. It's it's going to be horrific. We're just going to put it out there. Horrific. Horrific. Horrific in a bad way. In a good way. And it's like one of those things where when you end up on it, you're like, this is the weird part of the internet again. <laughs> so, so, so we kind of live on the weird part. We're just, you know, break on through to the other side, as, so as the case may be. We're not in Kansas anymore. Definitely not. We're in Philly, people. <laughs> All right. So uh, what would you do geeky this week, good sir? Uh, more Gears of War and more Kindle playing. Fantastic, fantastic. Got to play with your Kindle. Yeah, got to play with the Kindle. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. If you don't take that and use it, it's going to rust. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> you like that? That's, <laughs> that's from Highlander it. 2. That's good. <laughs> or no, Highlander 1, actually. But, uh, yeah, so. 
Better to burn out than fade away, you know what yeah, I'm saying? You're absolutely right. <laughs> All right, so uh, for Geeky this week for me, played a little Gears of War, got a little uh, work done on the uh, laser cutter, posted a video up on YouTube.com slash decaffeination about the laser cutter actually cutting some stuff with light, which is kind of fun, but I'm going to clean the machine up, make it nice and purdy, and cut something geeky. Uh, I have to test the thing out, and we have a nice powerful laser in there, and it's melting stuff and setting fires to things, so it's all kinds of cool. Yeah. The other geeky thing that we've both been actually subjected to is that my son on Netflix. Not only does he know how to use Netflix on the iPad, nobody showed him. I had to show him how to use Netflix on Google TV. He now knows how to navigate the whole thing and it's actually kind of terrifying. Yeah. Especially because he's found the old and really bad video game themed shows. So he's like, hey dad, look, it's Mario Brothers. I was like, that's awesome. Oh, wait a minute. It's like, the the, the Mario Brothers that's up there is like the horrible ones. It's like Captain Lou Albano and some other yeah. guy. It's like, you know, you're hooked on the brothers <laughs> to the bridge. <laughs> and it's, it's this really poppy, corny kind of early nine, early nineties, late eighties attempt to, to uh, reference the hip hop subculture without doing anything su- <laughs> successfully. And then he also found, which is the eighties power ballad, uh, uh, counterpoint to that the sonic underground which is sonic the hedgehog his sister sonia and the uh his brother manic three hedgehogs as opposed to the one that's in the game there's only 40 episodes of it we finished episode 40 tonight it is horrible i mean it is like white snake bad not even like the two songs that people would still listen to white snake like all of the rest of the songs i'm not even you know no no uh no, no uh down on steve vi there the, the guitarist but i mean holy poop it's it's just bad yeah and uh so you know you have sonic manic and sonia the bad part is I can actually recognize the voices from some of them maurice lamanche the guy who does the voice for the brain is actually one of the villains and we both kind of picked this out because it didn't sound quite right. But the female he- hedgehog sounds a little like Urkel. Yeah. And as it turned out, we IMDB'd that up. And uh, Urkel, Jaleel. Jaleel? Jaleel. Jaleel. Like uh, he is all three hedgehogs. He does the singing parts for the hedgehogs. He does pretty much everything. It's actually kind of terrifying. So if you can imagine a female, like, strange anthropomorphic hedgehog that sounds just like Urkel. There you go, and that's what we've been dealing with for the past two weeks. So there you go. Here we are, moving right along. (laughs) All right, we have new games on the horizon. Uh, Diving right into the regular geek cruft here. New games on the horizon, and we have Borderlands 2. I loved the first issue of Borderlands. I thought it was really, really well done. Overall, it was just one of those experiences that you had to kind of play around with because it really did some, like insane things with video it, it it wasn't photorealistic at the same point it was also kind of um i don't even know how to describe it it was like car- it was like looking at cartoons but playing them at the same time yeah and it, it was just i loved it i loved the fact that it was a huge landscape that you could, could get lost in and it had tons of guns, tons of cash, and really profane, dark black humor throughout the entire thing, which is really, really cool. Also introduced us to uh, Cage the Elephant with their song Ain't No Rest for the Wicked on it. Now they actually came out with a new launch date trailer that they uh, said has, uh, what is it, 64.5% more wub wub. Yeah. So that's why this is the caffeination wub wub, because I can't get that phrase out of my head. Uh, it's actually... Uh, <laughs> It's actually um, 
a, a little bit of Skrillex, a little bit of uh, Daft Punk kind of sound to the to the uh, uh, soundtrack to it. It's it's dubstep to a certain point, but I think they might actually be making fun of other things because they have one of the characters in the video actually. Uh, kind of making fun of dubstep and dancing to it, uh, Claptrap. He's like a uh, kind of a put-together uh, compartmentalized robot. So the uh, re- the debut date for this from 2K Games is actually September 18th, 2012. So uh, get your pre-orders in early. I'm personally waiting for Mass Effect 3 right now. I need to find <laughs> some money, and we need to make that happen. I don't care if it's the special Super Secret Edition. I just need to play that game. And that's March 7th. And so I need to find some money quick. How much do you think I could get for a kidney? Decent amount. All right. Maybe I could buy two copies. Maybe you could buy a shipment. A shipment? Yeah, I don't see why not. Get a get a full box. The whole box? Yeah, just, you know. Okay, yeah, there we go. We get the box and the game. Yeah. See, <laughs> see that's, the, that's the high quality. It's made in Australia. Yeah, I caught that. See, I, I, see, I was going to find a way to work that into one of these episodes eventually. All right. Now, the next little thing that we got for you right here is something that I found over on Friday, and I was kind of surprised because, I, I mean, I've talked about the Humble Bundle before, and it's usually like a whole bunch of indie developers who get together, and then over the course of like 10 to 14 days, they sell games that they've already made for a drastically reduced price. Anything that you want to actually sell them for or buy them for, you could get. And you get them on Mac, Linux, uh, Linux. You get on Mac, Linux, Windows. The most recent one before this was actually Android. So not only did you get the version of the game for all of the three desktop operating systems, but you also got it for your Android phone. So I was playing World of Goo, which is a really, really fantastic thing. I beat that game this week. That's the other (laughs) geeky thing that I I was forgetting. I beat World of Goo. It is a really hard physics challenge game. And that doesn't sound fun. You need to play this game. It is fantastic. It's from a studio called 2D Boy. It's 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 off the charts awesome. So tell your friends. Goo world of goo. It's all about the goo. It is. It's all about the goo. All about the goo and the goo balls and all the different things that they have in there. So but uh to get back to the story because we're trying to move this thing along here. Yeah, we're trying to yeah, we need the Oscar music playing in the background when I start going off on one of those things. Da, 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 and then we just fade to the Steve cam. That's all. <laughs> it's like, all right, now the next story that Steve's going to talk about now. Uh, the uh, Humble Bundle Mojam was actually something that they had announced that was limited time only just this past weekend. All of the proceeds were actually going direct to the charities that were involved. So I believe it was Charity Water, uh, Child's Play Charity, the EFF, and uh, the Red Cross. So because I personally have issues with uh, some of the overhead that the Red Cross uses, and I really like Child's Play, I kind of skewed my uh, donations that way. But Mojam is the same people who actually uh, programmed, or Mojang, rather, is the same peoples who, who, peoples who programmed uh, uh, Minecraft. So they have a huge amount of really awesome stuff that they've done, but what they were doing is creating a game from scratch. They started on Friday, and they ended sometime Monday morning. It was a marathon coding session, I mean, complete with new soundtracks, new new everything. And wow. it's a steampunk desert adventure game. It's really, really cool. So I donated 10 bucks and I got it. I'm hoping eventually they'll release this to the rest of the world because it is really, really cool. And not only that, but there's two other uh, developers that actually got in on it. So if you actually uh, did it, you went over there, and now you got, um, I think there's, there's another one that's actually, 
there's another indie developer that actually got in on it. It's like a Oxeye or something. I'm trying to load up the uh, the site now so that I can actually see it. But during this entire thing, you could have actually gone through and watched all the guys code it, which was really cool. They did interviews with them as it was working. So the Catacombs, Snatches from Mojang, the uh, Fists of Resistance, Oxeye Game Studios, and then the Broadside Express from Wolffire Games. I mean, these are really, really interesting and cool little games that, that were basically donated by these studios to to the uh, the humble bundle, so I'm hoping eventually they'll re-release them as part of a, a future bundle. <laughs> I thought that what uh, it, bundle's just a fun word to say. I'm sorry. There's there's no way around it. I mean, can you mumble a bundle? So be a mumble bundle. All right. You're still stuck in the wub 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 wub. All right, there we go. Here we are. Whew. Every time I try and get back on track, I find the wrong train. That's that's my problem. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, no, I'm I'm dead serious. I got nothing. I, my my brain just finds something that it wants to talk about, and then the rest of the, you know the world just doesn't work. All right, here's the long and the short of it. You've heard this on other things. It would cost eight hundred and fifty-two quadrillion dollars to build a real Death Star. Last little uh, bit of advice: I would probably get out of the way before this thing actually becomes operational. The fine folks who did this actually have scrolled through the things and said it would take some number of quadrillion years. Of course, at that point, our star would have already exploded because after five billion years, that sucker's going to blow. Um, there's actually enough iron in the planet Earth to make multiple Death Stars. So in case, you know, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again, which is really kind of nice to know. Uh, the only thing I need to know is this, was this calculated based on union wages or was it calculated based on, like, you know, independence? So are they going to have, like, a giant inflatable rat in front of it if, if it's not done with uh, union wages? It's like no scabs and you have a whole bunch of... <laughs> You have a whole bunch of stormtroopers outside, <laughs> and they're all picketing, and sort of space picketing. How would space picketing go? Would that be like Tie Fighters walking around with a, or with a, you know, like a little uh, flag taped off the back end, I, <laughs> flying I, I, by? I think that would work. <laughs> I think that would actually be really cool. I want to know whether or not this is a union job because I mean, <laughs> we're we're in Philadelphia here. We're personally a non-union studio, so I, I think that we might end up getting holes drilled in our roof, and then you know, you'll you'll get taken over by two rather swarthy gentlemen. So, yeah, you're here listening to the Caffeination Podcast. It's time for my break. All right. <laughs> that joke's old. <laughs> All right. However, the funny thing that I found alongside this, I was like, well, okay, so if it would cost, you know, X number of quadrillion dollars to build the Death Star, what you're going to find out here on the Caffeination Podcast is how much it would actually cost to build the NCC-1701D. Captain by one Jean-Luc Picard, the Starship Enterprise, says the economic in the future is somewhat different. You see, money doesn't exist in the 24th century. The acquisition of wealth is no longer the driving force in our lives. We work to better ourselves and the rest of humanity. So basically stop saving now because later on your money's not going to be worth anything. Thanks, Jean-Luc. <laughs> So they're not going to tell you how much it would cost to build it because apparently it's some kind of government stimulus package, which somebody's going to protest at some point. So I don't think it's a union job. That's definitely not going to be a union job. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. The Klingon warships might be a union job because they got cloaking, and they're the only ones that can have cloaking. So it's kind of like an exclusivity deal. Actually, no, sorry. There is one Federation starship that actually has cloaking. Don't look at me like that. You know it. 
That's right. It's a Voyager. That's right. I know. <laughs> and see, they could only use it when they were not in Klingon warspace, I believe. I'm just putting it out there. I mean, yeah, it's, hey, six of one, half a dozen of another. <laughs> Got to get that giant inflatable rat up there yeah. quick. <laughs> so that's no moon. That's no rat. That's Mega Maids going from suck to blow. <laughs> All right. You know what? And then the last little thing to bring this all back, we have a, uh, pro- a project started under Ronnie Ray Gunn. That's good. <laughs> you like that? That was good. That's a character I used in middle school because <laughs> he was champion of the Star Wars project, which actually goes back to the quadrillion dollars. You see how this is all circular? Yeah, it loops it's around, coming, loops around. Back. Where's the Oscar music? <laughs> All right, but the Pentagon is actually laid to rest the laser on a plane thing, but there's no word yet as to whether or not they've laid to laid to rest the project to put lasers on sharks. <laughs> but that's Dr. Evil and yeah. not the US government. Still I'm saying six of one, half a dozen of another. <laughs> but you might have seen this this uh, wonderful image that we actually have up on the screen right now. It's the US Air Force. It's actually a seven forty seven with a giant funky looking nose cone that was capable of shooting a laser out of the front. Not even air quote compatible. This sucker was a real laser. Pew pew and all. So apparently it was a lot of money to do this. And now that we don't have any money, well, we haven't had money for a while. They're not doing this anymore. And so the only plane that we have that's currently capable of firing lasers is now sitting somewhere in some place they call the Boneyard. So it's not just a brand of Joe Perry guitars. See, see, there's a lot of different stuff that we could go with this. Yeah, I... uh... I can tell. I... See, I, it's it's all upstairs. There's there's a lot of everything all stuck up in my head. I have no idea why it's all up there. But yes, the Boneyard is actually also a wonderful uh, uh, a brand of guitar for that uh, Joe Perry from lead guitarist of Aerosmith actually does. It's his own guitar company. Nice. So uh, yeah, it, they're actually pretty pretty attractive guitars. This is this is the one that I actually really wanted. But since I still can't play the guitar, it doesn't really matter. So I just have a really pretty guitar in a box at this point. And, of course, if I actually you know, did anything. But, yeah, moving right along. <laughs> you know what? That's enough for the Geekcroft because I got sure? nothing. Yeah, I, th- I think we got enough. So the laser uh, laser planes are going away. No more pew-pew. No more pew-pew. <laughs> yeah, now it's just going to sit in some place they call the Boneyard. Everything goes there to rot. You know what? I'm pretty sure they're going to have top men working on it, too. Found a way to reference yet another geek <laughs> subculture. That archaeologist in the house. Got to get my fedora. It's yeah, in the garage. I, <laughs> I had a bullwhip at one point. I don't know what happened to, to the point when I moved out of my parents' house until the time when I actually uh, moved into the apartment. But somewhere, my bullwhip went missing. Right. Right. <laughs> get him up. Move him out. All right. Yeah. End of the session. All right. We're going to move on to Steve's world. And Steve's world, hopefully, is not going to be anywhere near as insane as this but we're going to make sure that the steve cam actually works first and he looks thrilled as ever yeah (laughs) (laughs) little red tinted i don't know how that actually happened today but uh but a little red shift on this one but uh we're definitely going to rock the steve's world now and you know what i accidentally closed out your theme music so just imagine the sounds of uh, zelda playing in the background (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) See, that high note's a call to falsetto. The more you know. Knowing's half the battle. Go, Joe. All right. All right, this week on Steve's World, I figured I'd do something a little different. You know, I always do facts, but I figured, you know what, we'll do some dumb laws, as they would call. 
And at first I thought, you know, we'll go national. I was like, you know what? There, you get some people that, you know, are international that still listen to the show. So we'll do it the, this way. And uh, we'll start off with uh, Canada. And Canada. Canada. And in Canada, if you are released from prison, it is required that you are given a handgun with bullets and a horse so you can ride out of town. So you know what? Now I really want to be Canadian and commit a crime. <laughs> I mean, I, I, what, what's the what's like immigration up there? Because I mean, down here we don't have any money. Their money's actually worth something. Yeah. So are they going to be like U.S. made bullets and U.S. guns? Because Canadians really aren't that violent, from what I've heard. So I mean, <laughs> compared to what I saw on the bus today, but you know, yeah, I saw a fight on a uh, on a bus today. That was kind of fun. All right, stopped go. it. I stopped. I helped stop it. I was not. I was not the chief anti-aggressor. All right, and uh, we'll go. We'll take a plane over to Switzerland, where um, Sunday seems to be pretty important to them. Uh, you cannot clo- uh, hang clothes. You cannot wash your car, or you ca- it is an offense to mow your lawn on a Sunday because it, is, it makes too much noise. Sure, take the fence. Don't leave any for us. <laughs> oh man, you still got your puns. Yeah, I got them. I know. I know you do. It's pun day. <laughs> All right, and we'll we'll end the dumb laws with the United Kingdom. We're looking at you, UK. Wait, well, you're looking. <laughs> yeah, you. We're looking at you, UK. <laughs> and uh, apparently it is against the law to uh, impersonate Chelsea pensioners. And uh, I had to look this one up. And, <laughs> what is so funny? <laughs> Go ahead. And uh, what this actually is is um, it's a bunch of uh, former members of the British Army. They have they're pretty. They pretty much have their own hospital to retire in. So that that's pretty cool. So it's kind of like the VA hospitals here. Yeah, pretty you much. You switch off the Steve cam so you don't have to worry about it being you, all, sure? up, all up in your grill. I, I, I felt it. I felt a little heat. That's why I was red. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, we'll move right along. And a uh, little decor. And but wait a minute. No, what, what was a Chelsea pensioner again? <laughs> a Chelsea pensioner is a former member of the Royal Army. Just Army. Just uh, uh, yeah, just the arm. Okay. Why do you know more? No, I have no <laughs> clue at all. That usually it's a game of what does Paul know? Paul knows Jack and Squat about this topic. About the Chelsea. The only joke, the only joke that I had that you didn't actually set up was Chelsea and Lately, and it's finding some way to put it in there because it's actually or Chelsea and Handler, maybe Chelsea Dagger. Because it's that really horrible song that the Chicago Blackhawks did. There's a whole bunch of Chelsea stuff, but there's, there's, you, just, you just didn't let me use any of it. <laughs> I got nothing. I can't think of anything to put, so you can use it. Non-union camera no. operator. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're non-union. What that's you right. going to do about it? We ain't got no health benefits. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll move right along. All right. This way, we're, Moving we're speeding right it up. Along. We're speeding it up. All right. So, uh... We'll move right along to what I found at Nidorama.com, which uh, at their uh, Nido shop is what they call it. Um, You can actually uh, dress up your uh, walls with zombies. That's really cool. They don't seem to be that big either, so that's that's really cool. They seem like probably uh, about six inches. So so they're kind of uh, shrinky-dink size. Yeah, I think so. So what? I mean, shrinky-dink, that's taking it way back. Uh, All right, take the way back machine. Bring it back to present. Thanks, Sherman. (laughs) Uh, no matter what I do, you got it, don't you? I do. I, I got nothing. There's a lot of coffee scoursing through these veins right yeah, now. I bet there is. All right, what's the next little thing? All right, got? the final thing we have in the uh, stage, stage world, world stage is uh, Hanksy, who uh, everybody knows takes uh, Bansky's uh, 
artwork and sticks ahead of uh, Tom Hanks on it is uh, expanding a little more. Well, that's good. And what they're gonna, uh, what he has now is uh, Bill Cosby. You had me at Jello. Jello. And you know what? I, I love this one the best is uh, Ted Danson <laughs> dancing. <laughs> I think that I think that one takes the cake. I mean, if you think my puns are bad, that that's just that's over the top. That's always thing on the cake. So I, I actually I actually like that. I hope I see more of. Uh, Especially Ted Danson. Ted Danson's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So I don't I don't know what else they can do. That's really cool. Wonder wonder if there's a bunch of other fun uh, names that they're gonna pull out of the uh, the metaphorical hat. Yeah, like Chelsea lately. Chelsea lately. <laughs> Stick a dagger in Chelsea lately. There you, Chelsea there you dagger. go. There you go. There you go. Here we are. And apparently the puns are for nothing. <laughs> and well, I mean, yeah, they're, they're just they're free flowing. It's like free flowing hostility. I got I got nothing, man. They're just boom. <laughs> they, they're taking over me. It's like speaking in tongues in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All that's right. it for Steve's World. That's it for Steve's that's World. That's it for Steve's World this week. It was a fun little joint. It was. Next the jaunt through Steve's World. Maybe next week we can go a little longer for the travel. Going deeper and deeper. That's right. Deeper and deeper. <laughs> Sorry, a little office space thing. Though. Yeah, I know. That, I, I, that's obscure. <laughs> well, there's a lot of movie references, and I don't even watch that much TV. I got nothing. No, I, it's the coffee. Whoa, I can see time. All right, moving right along. <laughs> the first thing we have up here is actually sent to me by one of my friends, Whitney. Thank you so much for sending this in. This is a really cool new board game, but it's actually uh, debuting over at uh, Kickstarter. So they are already well over the funding goal. There's actually seven days left on this. It's called Viva Java, the coffee game. And what it basically is is it's a multiple-player board game with multiple boards, and you try and find the best coffee varietals. So you're going around, you're trying to, to accumulate different points and put them on your little uh, cards. And I don't understand all the tiny little in- intricacies of the game, but everybody who's been like over at Board Game Geek and a couple other fun little places have said that this is like a really addictive game. It's really fun at parties. You don't even have to like coffee to play it. It's kind of similar to, to a German board German style board game like Settlers of Catan in that every time you play it, it's vastly different. And the cool things that they're doing here is they, they actually have uh, different little placards that you're actually trying to match and you're trying to put out there. So it's really neat. And they have a whole bunch of different uh, stuff. The, the bean is life. I love that phrase. Uh, they have the geek expansion, which actually has a whole bunch of really, really awesome um, images that they're actually using. So they're using Twin Peaks, uh, Lord of the Beans, one of my favorites, and then uh, Waitley's Strange Brew, which is actually supposed to be Cthulhu at the, in the uh, background. So, I mean, this is a veritable plethora of the awesomeness that usually ends up on the Caffeination podcast. So here's the only problem that I have with some of the projects over at Kickstarter is that sometimes when there's a project like this, and I just want the game, that's all I want, I want the game. And it was really kind of hard to figure out exactly what you could do to go. And then I finally figured it out. It's like, okay, I can get the game plus the Geek expansion, which has like the Lord of the Beans and all that other stuff. And it's a pledge of, I think, uh, $60. So then if I want to bag on top of that, it's also $20 added to that level every time. So that, that seems to be really cool. But then I realize I'm like, I'm paying $80 for a board game that's not even out yet. That's a lot of coin. And there's a lot of really cool games coming out now that I know what they're going to be like. So 
I really want this to happen. I'm just afraid of how much it's going to be after it actually debuts. Hmm. I always end up kicking myself. That's what Kickstarter really means. I end up kicking myself for not funding things after the fact because the coffee Julies were out there and they looked awesome. There was a uh, an espresso machine that was actually made up of all these really awesome parts that's now selling for double what they were originally giving them away for on the Kickstarter. I don't have the money to begin with, so I should kick my wallet more than anything. But this just looks like a really cool game, so I had to share the group with the group. All right. Next little thing. This is a huge, uh, I told you so. I don't remember if you were here for these episodes when we were talking about it because we've talked about it a couple times. But inhalable caffeine. Apparently, this might be a problem. Just putting it out there. The FDA is actually saying that they might end up trying to to, uh, regulate it. Uh, Regulators round up. But, um, so... uh, (laughs) So so the problem with this is, it's like, well, wow, you really didn't think kids were going to abuse this? Kids drink too much Red Bull, and it takes a lot of time to actually drink the whole can of that. Yeah. So you're going to put an entire cup of coffee into one puff of stuff. Think Geek actually did it as a, as a uh, April Fool's joke a couple years ago. That's one of the times we talked about it. The last time, uh, the first time I remember mentioning it was on episode 415. So this potential for abuse off the charts, and we're going back, uh, you know, over a hundred episodes ago of this. So probably about a year and a half, two years. There's a lot of crazy stuff that's out there. All right, next little thing. What would you do if you had a blender for an alarm clock? I wouldn't. You wouldn't? Why wouldn't you have a blender for an alarm clock? Why would I need an alarm clock on my blender? Well, see, I'm not actually thinking about actually using it as an alarm clock. I think it would be perfect if you had this thing set for 5 o'clock or whenever you actually get out of work so you could have your blended daiquiris and martinis and everything all ready for you. It's like, boom, ready to jet. It's like you are set to go. I actually think this would be a really cool thing to do for a party. I wouldn't want to necessarily wake up for a blend with to a blender. I just no. think it would be it would, it would be more than a little bit of life altering. I'd be scared. <laughs> I would end up knocking it over and then getting shot in the face with the ice. That's exactly what I know would happen. It'd be like the groundhog day where he actually smashes up the alarm clock and destroys it. <laughs> Except I would do that and there'd be spinning blades of death. <laughs> Welcome to alarm clock of doom. <laughs> So, all right, and then the last fun thing we have is from over a daily shot of coffee. Well, actually, the second to last fun thing that we have is over at uh, dailyshotofcoffee.com. It says, what's the proper temperature for actually brewing your coffee? Now, if you have a coffee pot, you put the coffee in one side, you put the, the water in the other side, and you let it do all the magic. That's where the magic happens. However, if you have a, a pour-over system or if you have a French press, the proper temperature to actually make coffee is anywhere from 195 degrees Fahrenheit to 200 degrees Fahrenheit, whereas boiling water, it seems, is actually 212 degrees Fahrenheit. Whereas Alton Brown would say what you do is you boil the water, you count to 10 after you turn off the heat, and then by that point in time, it's it's okay to drop it in there. Apparently, it can scorch the coffee. I've actually tested this out, and while I agree with the science behind it, I've never actually been able to make coffee um, scorched. I mean, I've done Greek coffee, which you're supposed to boil twice. So I'm not really sure how sensitive your palate has to be to actually figure that one out. I have tasted it with tea, though. Tea tastes better when the water's stopped for a little bit. Hmm. So there you go. Here we are. No one's half the battle. Go JoJo. All right, and then the last little thing that we have here for today's show is uh, the Dope Zebra. Yes, this is the final thought for today's episode. Um, I don't know what else to file this under. This is actually from uh, Rhett and Link. So th- these two guys do a lot of really, really awesome 
um, internet videos that are out there. So we're actually going to let this uh, percolate on your uh, your palette for just a little bit, and then you can end up seeing exactly how crazy this is. This is the link that for all the people in the uh, chat room, I'm actually uh, sending it out there. You can actually do a search for the Dope Zebra, and we're going to end up doing a uh, a little snippet of it. I'm just going to show you the... Uh... <laughs> I'm just going to show you one still from it if you're actually watching in the live show. It's two guys, Rhett and Link, who are actually inside of a zebra costume, and they dance around during the entire segment of the of this video it's somewhere around two minutes long and it's doing all kinds of manner of gyrations and everything it is quite possibly one of the strangest videos i've ever seen especially when you really kind of <laughs> situate it up <laughs> and it's two guys dancing in a zebra suit and actually dancing quite well when you really comes down to it i think so I mean, the one guy, the one guy is bent over in half in the rear end of the zebra. The other guy, who's like six foot seven, is of course the front end of the zebra, and yeah, the the song makes the video. So if you get a chance, you should head on over and blow your mind wide open with the wonders that is the dope zebra. So, yeah, that's uh, that's our final thought for yeah. the day, and that's the way the cookie crumbles. You stay classy, San Diego. All right. So thank you very much for listening and watching to the, this edition of the Caffeination Podcast. This has been Caffeination episode 521. Whoop, whoop. Nice. You like that? I like that. Need, and the beat drop. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do it. You can't dubstep vo vocally. You need to, to have it remixed to actually work right. So since we have a family-friendly show, I think we're done. Because yeah. <laughs> anything else that comes out after this isn't going to be... <laughs> it isn't going to work, right? <laughs> All right. If you're looking for this podcast, you can find it nestled lovingly in over www.caffination.com. Any comments, feedback, suggestion, or hate mail can lovingly be mailed to paul at caffeination.com. Or steve at caffeination.com. Thank you. You can now go boldly into where nobody else is. All right. Now, this is the final word here. So thank you very much, and stay caffeinated, people.